What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Monday, March 14th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. The office romance might have made a comeback, and it happened all over Zoom. Two years of isolation led to many making more connections over video and Slack chats with coworkers. Even for frontline workers, smaller social circles meant spending more time and falling for your fellow employees. Callum Borchers, on-the-clock columnist at the Wall Street Journal, joins us for how workplace love bloomed despite being at home. Thanks for joining us, Callum. Glad to be with you. Well, let's talk about something fun, relationships that bloomed over the course of the pandemic, specifically in the work-from-home set. There were a lot of people that were starting to strike each other's fancies over these Zoom calls. You know, with The pandemic obviously turned everything upside down. For a lot of people, right, we always have to have, to have this caveat, office workers mostly, people that ha- uh, had the chance to work from home were regulated to meetings, conferences, everything happening over Zoom and, and other uh, you know devices like that. But a lot of people were starting to kind of develop feelings over this. And it's like perfect for this age, right, this COVID era age, right, where already went through all the uh, online dating and Tinders and things like that. So it was kind of this almost natural extension, all these people you're constantly seeing over the video chats. Uh, So tell us a little bit more about it, Callum. You spoke to a a number of people that found love during this time. I did, and and count me among the surprised because I thought that this socially distanced pandemic period might finally drive a stake into the office romance, which was kind of on the wane anyway. I mean, think about the the backdrop, right? You know, in the mid-90s, according to some very good research from Stanford, something like one in five couples met through work. But that number went way down. It was like half of that by 2017, because as you just said, you had Tinder, eHarmony, people were dating online. And then you had the Me Too movement, which even further put a damper on office romances because people probably very wisely got a little bit more cautious about mixing the professional with the personal. So that's how we went into the pandemic. And then all of a sudden, you can't be making eyes at the person in the next cubicle over because you're not sitting together. So I figured that we would see a significant drop. And in fact, we saw the opposite. The Society for Human Resource Management has, has chronicled an uptick in dating among coworkers during the past two years. I guess they said a third of workers said they have, they were or have been involved with a colleague. And that was done in January, that thing. So these are relationships that were happening over the pandemic closures and whatnot. Tell me a little bit about uh, some of the couples that you spoke to that went through this. Well, you know, sort of the classic example that I think a lot of folks might relate to is uh, is a couple I have uh, near the top of my story, Gregory Kelly and Marwa Rizki. These were folks who were just friends before the pandemic. They used to sort of pop into each other's office and, you know, chit chat. And then when they got sent home, like all of us did, or many of us did, they used FaceTime to sort of simulate, you know, popping into each other's office for a casual chat. And then 
being separated sort of awakened stronger feelings and each realized like, oh, maybe I, uh, I feel something a little bit stronger. And they got together in a very pandemic style fashion. You know, so Greg, he was texting an, a, another colleague and confessing uh, via text, oh, I think I'm falling in love with Marwa. And this colleague knows the crush is mutual and she screenshots the text message sends it to Marwa, who's now aware of what's going on. <laughs> and the two of them get together. They started with sort of, uh, you know, outdoor walks, you know, and then finally progressed to indoor dates. But they, I mean, think about that, right? I mean, you, you get together through FaceTime and screenshots and outdoor outdoor walks. I mean, th this was yeah. the pandemic period and, that and, we were in. And very much still in high school, right? You needed that friend to pass along that text message for it all to come together. That's uh, right. It's exactly like yeah. somebody passing a note, uh, note in class. Yeah. But, but I love the way you put it. The COVID era courtship ensued, right? The video chats, then the walks, all that stuff. And uh, now they're they're moved in, right? Are they getting married? Something like that? They're they're all they, they're all in. They are all. They actually recently got married, so they have already tied the knot. I talked to a couple of other folks who were getting closer. I talked to a couple in upstate New York. They had started dating before the pandemic, and then the pandemic made them more serious, and they are now engaged. And so that's another layer of this, I think. There were some folks who, you know, you don't know how, how serious something is going to be. Some people just sort of casually date people in the office. But I think what happened with a lot of folks is if they didn't want to be, you know, quarantining alone at the outset of the pandemic. And so these two were kind of in lockdown together. And, and Matt Zaluki, the guy in the relationship, told me, you know, that those early months in lockdown really solidified that uh, my now fiance, Kaylee, was was the one for me. And so so he ended up proposing that summer. They've sort of been waiting on the wedding to get to more normal time. So they're going to get hitched uh, this fall. And I tell you one other thing, too. It's not even just the office workers. I think that's primarily right. what I was interested in. But some of these frontline workers who didn't have the option to work from home, bonded in a really tough experience. So I, I talked to a grocery clerk in Missouri who fit that category. You know, she, her boyfriend of the past year, they recently celebrated an anniversary together. She told me, look, I, I, we worked together for six years before we had our first date. I thought he was super weird. They were they were not a couple before the <laughs> pandemic. But then, you know, everybody's social circle kind of shrinks. You spend more time with people at work. They're kind of in your bubble. And she came to really kind of love yeah. his personality and his <laughs> kindness. And so now they are together. That's great. And, and I appreciate the fact that you included the frontline workers, too, because this is the other subset that, you know, doesn't get talked about very often. You did mention Me Too and other kind of office things concerns that could happen. There was an interesting poll that said basically three quarters of workers don't have a problem with people dating each other at work, but 77% of them do try to hide those relationships. You know, is this a problem for HR, things like that? I know as long as you're disclosing certain things, it's not usually an issue. Right. But this is such an important part of the story. And I think that it's that concealing the relationship that is so telling. Right. So you get three quarters of people saying, well, in theory, I got no problem with it. But roughly that same number hides it if they are involved with a colleague. And I think that tells you that people feel like there's something potentially problematic or they're a little a little squirmy about it. And that is partly because of HR policies, although several HR chiefs have told us that this doesn't really rank among their top concerns right now because they're dealing with the great resignation and COVID vaccination. Yeah, bigger problems. Any number. <laughs> yeah, they got other things higher on their list. The thing that will always set off alarm bells, I was emphasized by HR folks, though, is a power imbalance. So if you've got one partner who has professional authority over the other, that can be a real problem. But there is some concern about, you know, whether companies maybe are taking their eye off the ball a little bit when it comes to, you know, potentially yeah. problematic 
coworker romances. And I think something to keep an eye on as we go forward is we've got office returns and then other companies that are not maybe bringing everybody back into the office, but they're going to do more like offsite retreats and stuff, right? So, right. okay, you can work remotely, but then we're going to get together for long weekends together to have like bonding sessions. And we know from the Me Too movement that, that sometimes those are the types of environments where trouble can arise. So it's something to keep an eye on. Despite all the isolation we had during the pandemic, love still bloomed in a lot of ways. So uh, just a, a fun little story there. Callum Borscher's on-the-clock columnist at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure to be with you. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease.